The idea of telling the truth has always been subjective. It, it isn't as simple or as straightforward as it sounds. Tell the truth and be honest. So, let's say you believe yourself to be an honest person and you're always telling the truth. Now, when you tell it from your point of view, that is your truth and you see it that way, but you can manipulate it as well. I really said that, I really did that, but at the same time, you might be not listening and maybe not consciously aware that you're not listening, you're just speaking. You know, I believe that to be the truth and I said that and I did that, so I'm not lying, I'm honest. And you are being honest, but you are seeing it from such a narrow perspective that what you deem to be the truth is not really accurate if you allow yourself to see it on a broader scale. So an example of a subjective truth is, let's say you think something to be inevitable. You can't fix it. This is all you can do. But is it really? I mean, what you deem to be inevitable is only based on your willingness to just give up and accept it as it is. So let's say, you know, I think this is a matter that is not open for discussion. And so I will not discuss it. And I've said my piece and I want to believe, or rather I do believe what I know. And that's that. So in doing that, sure, you're being honest and you're being, let's say, committed to the truth that you know, but you also are closing doors to uh, inputs that can alter that reality and change what you deem to be inevitable, let's say. So, so let's say, let's say the topic of something that really is inevitable as death. So a few months ago, I did save a cat from the street. It was a tiny cat, probably three weeks old. And uh, like she kept, you know, meowing and uh, it was 3 a.m. And I was like, you know what, there's nothing I can do. It, it might live or die. I, I can't do anything about it. Yet I decided to go out at 3 a.m. and managed to earn its trust so that the cat would follow me. And I, it took me 30 minutes just so the cat would get close. Now, when she did that, um, I gave her milk, then learned that milk is bad for them. But anyway, she kept following me around and I took her to my backyard and, you know, I kept her in a safe space and, you know, I went back to sleep. Now, the next day, that same cat um, was lying on the ground as if it's dead, like it's breathing, but it's unresponsive. It does. It's not responding. It's not reacting to anything I do or, you know, I poke at her. I try to give her water. It's nothing. So, and you know, like it, the face on that tiny cat was the face of the grim touch of death, let's say. 
And I could have given up there. It was a lockdown, actually partial lockdown because of COVID. And there is nothing I can do. It's 8 p.m. already and there are no places that are, that are open. And someone actually said, you did what you can. You did your part. And just like that, period, you did your part. Um, but that's not what I did. So the next day, I you know, put the cat in a small, let's say, uh, thing to carry her with and took her in my car and I went driving to some uh, vet place that I actually googled on my phone and went there. And the doctor said, um, after examining the cat, like, they poked her with a needle and then she cried out, like, you know, the cat is alive at least. And the doctor said, it has nerve damage and it's blind on one eye and I cannot guarantee that it will live. There's nothing I can do for the cat. And he said a lot of things like there's inflammation somewhere. There are a lot of bad things going to this cat. And I said, can't you do anything? And the doctor said, well, the best I can do is inject uh, anti-inflammatories and antibodies and vitamins. And that's it. But the cat will probably die. There is nothing I can do. He kept saying that as if he's worried I would punish him if the cat died. And I actually insisted. I know you're doing your best. Don't worry about my reaction. But the doctor kept saying there is nothing that can be done. So still, second person to tell me there is nothing you can do. You've already done enough. So I took the cat and I went to a pet store and I bought some cat milk and injections, like not injections, actually syringes. And um, I bought a tiny house and a few... Uh, cleaning towels and you know I took the cat back home and I force fed the cat uh, milk so you know the next day there was a bit of response like the cat is starting to um, let's say gulp at the milk started to move its tongue and fast forward two weeks later actually not two weeks one week later the cat was moving but you can tell it can't stand straight or move straight. It kept flopping around like it's um, like there is brain damage, definitely. And the cat tries to walk, but it can't keep its pa- uh, balance. Now, still, I kept trying to do what is quote unquote more than you should do. Everyone kept telling me it's inevitable the cat will die. It's inevitable that death is coming and that you already did more than you can and um, so two weeks later the cat is fine playing around happy can't see clearly the brain damage or the nerve damage is gone and the cat can see with both eyes now had I said you know it's inevitable the cat will die death came for this cat I was actually right And everyone that told me that is also right. But again, while there are things that even if you do your best and do more than than is expected of you, there is nothing that will change the outcome. That is true. But 
even in extreme cases where there is nothing you can do, perhaps the point is, it is human nature to try even when the odds are against you, and, you know, at, at the very least, you will be like, you know what, I did my best, and if that works out, great. If it doesn't, then there is no room for what-ifs and maybes. So back to the topic of telling the truth and being as honest as you can be. There are layers to that, and perhaps the point of the story is, even when on, a, on the surface this is the truth, you can be willing to look beyond that and not just accept it as it is, just so that you'd ease your conscience. So another example is, and this is perhaps something I've dealt with um, many times, and I, I think many people deal with it on a daily basis as well, is saying you said that and playing the blame game and uh, the blame and the defend game. You said that, I said this. So you're wrong, I'm right, and that's the truth. So telling the truth isn't about the facts that are in the physical space, but rather it's about being honest with yourself and speaking your truth um, by not deceiving yourself and lying to yourself and conv convincing it that you know what, it's fine, I convinced myself that it's okay to manipulate things. It's okay to, you know, bend the rules because I have my own justifications. It's okay to, let's say, vilify someone and make them the bad person so that I would feel less bad about mistreating them. So, it isn't about the truth itself, but it's about being honest as much as you can, as best and as clearly as you can with yourself and with others. And so you can't expect a liar to tell the truth because a pathological liar would convince themselves that their lie is the truth and therefore they're not lying. And in order for them to be honest with themselves, they will have to acknowledge that their truth is a lie. And then, you know, they would have to realize that what they believe to be true does not coincide with a reality that is around them. And so it's, it's easier for them to lie and believe that lie and live it as if it's the truth. So sometimes and maybe oftentimes being honest with yourself and with others is uncomfortable and it pulls you away from a place of familiarity and perhaps even it shatters a reality that you've built that the reality now is defying that. It's telling you, you know, there is something wrong with the comfortable truth that I've adapted to and well it is uncomfortable having to face and doubt 
things that you've built and you've seen to be true yet are now showing signs of being untrue and well facing facing something that makes you uncomfortable isn't easy but most of the time it's very necessary otherwise it will eventually come back you will eventually perhaps maybe not in the near future maybe in the distant future you will have to face it and the consequences of having to choose to pick a truth and a reality that suits you now and that blindsides you from bigger and let's say deeper truths so an example of that would be let's say you are being told that what you have let's say a relationship is not something that's truthful it's something that you are blinded to by affection or by let's say a sort of affection or infatuation so that when you are being told there are signs and marks that you need to pay attention to you deny them and you justify the truth of the fantasy that you've built and you know um describe those signs in a way that you see fit you know you're telling me that this is bad because you're jealous you're telling me that this is bad because you do not understand what i understand and you take up a defensive position to defend the reality that you like and you're comfortable in against the reality that is uh, challenging it so in that example where you have your chosen reality the comfortable one and a challenging reality that tells you you know the reality that you've chosen is wrong and it's false and you're blinded by it it isn't about choosing one side or the other choosing to see the truth and tell it and be as honest with yourself as you possibly can with others as well is knowing to see both of them clearly it isn't about picking sides it's about confronting what you need to confront being honest even when it's uncomfortable and not choosing to make excuses for yourself and justifications because you would like to believe that and you get to tell if something is true or not when you're being as honest as you can be and in order to know how you're being honest is to willingly confront when something is uncomfortable for you and when you know it feels right your subconscious and let's say the 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 feeling inside you that you feel something is off something is wrong and you're not just trying to just choose what's comfortable for you no you're being confrontational when you feel like you wanna hide and wanna let's say lie to yourself no you confront you go against what's comfortable and maybe what you are doing 
is getting you closer to a truth, but it isn't still the real truth. But at least you've done your best. So let's find another example that might resonate with this topic. Um, when having a conversation, you need to pay attention to whether or not you're just speaking and you're not listening clearly. Is the other person able to communicate their thoughts clearly with you? Or is it just you telling what you know, speaking what you have in mind, and not considering what they're saying? And another thing, when you're considering what they're saying, are you trying to defend what you're thinking and what you're knowing? So you're saying one thing and they're saying something else that confronts it, let's say. By being honest with yourself, you would be able to see both points subjectively and coming to a conclusion and maybe per perhaps having a discussion with that person. Hey, are we, are we working together to reach the truth or is each one of us defending their own truth so that at the end of this discussion, they would emerge victorious and triumphant and be like, you know what, I beat you. I know best, you don't. So, one way of thinking about it is you need to detach your ego from what you're dealing with or what you're telling. So in a way, instead of defending it as if it represents you, you need to be clear enough to know if what you're talking about is untrue, you can and have to change it. If, let's say, what you've believed in and you, you've genuinely thought is true and is honest doesn't make sense anymore. It doesn't fit in this reality of the present that you are, you are in. You'd be willing to not hold on to it so that your ego would be hurt. No, you'd be willing to say, you know what, I need to change this thing and be clear with myself and be honest so that I represent the truth as best as I can. So the reason I think it's crucial to be honest and clear with yourself as best as you can is that nothing goes unpunished or unrewarded, let's say. Perhaps sometimes unrewarded, it, it does happen. But everything that you do will eventually get to you. You can't go about living life living a lie, let's say, or pretending and being deceitful. And part of being deceitful is deceiving yourself, convincing yourself that a lie is okay or convincing yourself that this is fine, even though part of you feels like something is off, but you want to feel comfortable and, and feel centered in a place of familiarity let's say and then you'd be okay with that no that will eventually come back to you so an example of a truth that may not be consistent is you learn some information and 
it makes sense it has grounds in reality and you go by that and you live by that and then you know that place becomes easy to be at it's comfortable it's familiar but then you learn some new information that is showing you that what you see as the truth is perhaps not as genuine as you thought it to be or not as honest as you thought it to be there is a deeper layer to it a layer of and let's let's go with an example not not particularly a true example you find that a deeper layer to it is corruption and greed and envy and whatever else is bad now you can choose to not look deeper and convince yourself that no that's not true no i know this place i'm familiar with it i know this to be honest and good now by being honest with yourself and with those around you you would confront it and you would be willing to speak up and talk and say you know what there is a deeper layer there is corruption this is bad this is not good this will not go unpunished even if it stays and even if it stays consistent for a while we will pay for this in the future i can't keep up with this and so you are willing to adapt to the changing of the reality around you so it could be possible to say or think i'm not harming anyone by choosing to stay lim- to to a limited knowledge of truth this is comfortable this is familiar and it's sure it's narrow but it's benefiting me and i'm not hurting anyone so why bother going for something uncomfortable well i would say good luck with that because that is not a good grounds to stand on it's hollow and it can be easily shaken by reality it can be confronted and even turn out to be something that is not dependable and in a sense also you are responsible for your words and your actions no matter what justifications you try to convince yourself with and no matter what excuses you make the truth remains and if you are willing to live by justifications and excuses then so here's the thing about truth and reality if the truth that you are living even if the whole world doesn't agree with it uh, rather other people not the whole world as an a physical space but people don't agree with it if it's working for you and you're happy and you're not harming anyone then that is fine but when you are starting to see signs that this truth is having layers of questionable sources let's say you are seeing that you know what there are things going on that i'm uncertain of choosing to ignore it and remain ob- oblivious that is not a good it makes you vulnerable to reality that is not a healthy model to treat yourself with and 
it isn't just about whether or not others like the truth that you choose, it's whether or not you are able to be honest with yourself if things aren't working out anymore. So um, there's this meme of a dog having coffee in a burning building and the dog is saying, this is fine, this is fine. Now, this is an exact example of someone who's not honest with themselves and choosing to believe a reality that is not the reality around them. The, the building is on fire. It's harming them. It's hot. Their skin will be burning. They will get burns. And instead of saying, you know what? This is not fine. Things are bad. There is fire around me. And I'm sitting here sip, sipping coffee, pretending like everything is fine. Am I being honest with myself? By being honest with yourself, and I know it's a meme and it's meant to be funny. By being honest with yourself, you would be able to act truthfully and choose to confront the fire, which is uncomfortable. It's not comfortable to see that everything around you is burning down and you are supposed to face it and supposed to I don't know face that you're gonna lose your home face that you're gonna lose your place of comfort so you're sparing yourself the misery of facing reality but it will come around to you you will not escape it for long eventually reality even even if it isn't as fast as a burning building while you're having coffee that's that's not gonna take you long maybe 10 seconds and you're done but it can last for years and eventually it will come to you and by then you will not be in a better place than you are now when you chose to confront it immediately while it's in front of you so for example being a dog having coffee in a burning building that's perhaps too late for the dog perhaps the dog should have acted and i know it's a it's a funny example but let's go with that so perhaps when you are starting to smell the smoke to start to have signs that the place is getting hot you should have acted then you should have confronted that you know what there are signs that things are not fine and acted then then perhaps you could have saved the building you could have prevented the fire but waiting too long and pretending that things are fine is what led the dog to the burning building that's actually how it is uh, better portrayed let's say and so it's crucial not to let your fear of the consequences of telling the truth to hold you back from being truthful. It's better to face them now than to keep denying it and face the consequences in the future.